Welcome, Minifiners. If this is your first time joining us, I am Alina Van Dyke, your podcast hostess. Minifinies is a space where you can pause and reflect and be inspired by many epiphanies. I want to expand your God box and get you thinking about a good God who doesn't fit within the constraints of religion. He wants to be your friend, and I want to introduce you to him, to my best friend, and help you remember who he is instead of what culture says about him. I believe that transformation happens in the midst of daily life when we're present to the little things. God is with us in everything that we do, and everything is spiritual. And so when we take time to reflect and rest, he meets us. So I invite you to go deeper in your faith, to embrace wholehearted relationship with Jesus over religious traditions or being a slave to the law, and live out the golden rule to love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, and love others as you love yourself. That's why you're here, to learn how to do that, to learn how to love. So before we get started with today's topic, I just want to invite all of you. We are starting a book club. It's really more like a book study, I guess, starting October 18th. If you have purchased my book, Return to Love, Restoring the Heart of Christianity, then you're already ready for the book club. It is free. All you have to do is email me or message me literally any way you know how, whether you want to text me or social media me, like what DM me, whatever, literally any way you want to get a hold of me, do it. Tell me that you want to join us. You can be literally anywhere in the world. We're going to do it on Zoom. It's going to be Tuesday nights. Roughly, it's taking about two hours for the last group, maybe an hour and a half for us to meet. Um, but we just read a chapter a week for like nine weeks. We'll take off the week of Thanksgiving and um, just reflect and discuss it and talk about um, how the Lord met us in the midst of our reading and questions about the Lord. And again, everything I just said in the intro to go deeper in our relationship with God. So it's free. Please join us. Please um, come get to know me. Have one-on-one, I mean, I guess group-on-one conversations, but I'll be leading it. And I think it's kind of neat to have an author lead um, their own book review and study and club because then um, when there's questions and you're like, well, what did you mean by this? Then I can, um, you know, speak into that as well. So again, starting October 18th, 2022, we're going to do this. And and even if you want to reach out to me right away and say, I can't do this winter because it's crazy, but are you going to do another one in January? Reach out to me because um, this is going to be kind of rotating. I think we're going to try to do it like once a season um, and that way it changes you know, weeknights and stuff like that. So let me know. Um, the other thing just to note is that here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the other um, ministry that me and some friends are building Pray in the Desert is really blossoming. There has been so much prayer percolating around the city and so many different movements um, where God is just calling different families and houses to open up their land and invite people to come and pray. And so if you are not following Pray in the Desert on Instagram, please do that. Um, I can be found on all three. I love Instagram more than anything else. So there's Alina.VanDyke, there's Maniphanes, and there is Pray in the Desert. And so follow those three accounts, and that way you can see kind of what's happening with me in the book, what's happening with um, the ministry, and be invited into different things, and be invited into joining us in prayer for the state of New Mexico and praying for the desert. Um, because it's not just praying for the state, it's also bringing yourself into an invitation um, or saying yes to the invitation to pray when you're in the spiritual desert. So in the book, I talk about wandering in the desert and what it means to kind of walk through those desert seasons and be up and down in life because life is like a roller coaster just because seasonally things are different. We have seasons that are more prosperous. We have seasons that are about life and giving birth and there are seasons about um, saying goodbye to things and letting things go and family members dying or whatever. So life has this up and down cycle. Um, 
And so Pray in the Desert is kind of birthed out of that as well as the recognition that we've been in a desert season and now crying out for the Lord to bring us new living water and bring the streams to the desert. The Lord has given me a vision to build a house of prayer in New Mexico, but I think that it's a very untraditional one. We are looking at um, doing retreats and all kinds of different things. So we're just asking for anyone that feels their heart stirred to take part in that, to come to an event, anything, to just reach out. And so you're welcome to reach out um, to me personally, or again, to pray in the desert. So those are some mini updates for you. So you guys all know what's going on. Sorry that took so long. There's just so much happening that it's hard to shrink it down into a few seconds. Um, But let's jump to the topic for today. The Lord has really laid on my heart to speak to you about how good He is. And it was about maybe two weeks ago now, a week ago, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe a week and a half. Let's kind of split the difference here. And I was at a little church service in Amarillo, Texas, and they were doing a little prayer and worship night. And so I just went to go pop in and kind of check things out and see what was going on. I'm really drawn to that when I find out that there's a little place that's doing prayer and worship or prophetic and healing rooms and stuff, and just kind of see how they do things and see if the Lord is is present in what and in the midst of what they're doing. And so I went and checked it out and this lady got up on uh, the microphone and she prayed for a minute and just mentioned how God is so good. And I... I just had a miniphany. I just had a moment when the Lord, the spirit of revelation just fell on me. And it was like, I was able to see with new eyes the way that God is good. And he's kind of been breathing on that. And and I hope that it will pass to you as an impartation, even as you listen to me talk and kind of pull out a couple of different Bible verses and just reflect on how good he is. So I just invite you to pause and and consider that with me today to to go. That's one of those Bible verses that we even learn as kids, maybe like, oh yeah, God is good and God is love and God is these things, but we don't actually like let it resound in the depth of our being. And so I want to take that very simple phrase and pray today that it will resound in the depth of your being. Um, so we are going to look first at Psalm 16 and then at James 1. So Psalm 16 first, if you can hear my Bible crinkling. Um, here we go. Okay. Psalm 16, verse two. I'm going to start with one. You got to do that. Okay. Preserve me, O God, for in you, I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my God. I have no good apart from you. No good. So literally as you sit wherever you are right now, whether it's in your car or in your room or your doing dishes as you listen to my voice. Look around for a second. Just pause and like look around. Every single thing in that room that you can see that you like, that you love, that brings you joy, that you bought because you were drawn to it, there was goodness in it. Like it stirred something in you and you're like, that's good. You saw it just like God saw creation in the beginning and he said, that's good. And you were at the store or whatever or a friend even gifted it to you and you're like, that's good. I'm going to give that to so-and-so. And so everything in your room around me right now is tons of books, different pictures with Bible verses on them, things I've painted, um, you know, tons of different things around me, my bed behind me even. And I bought a comforter and was like, that's cool. That's good. That That's what I want covering me every night, right? Like a succulent hanging on the wall. That's good. My friend saw it and was like, that belongs to Alina. Everything. 
not like God is good and he's faithful and he's kind and he acts in your life, but literally every single good thing that you have ever touched since the beginning of your life, every breath that you have taken that has been good, he gave that to you. There is nothing that you have that is apart from him. So same church, ironically, had a preacher and I was listening to, um, I think it was a guest preacher or something, but I was listening to a, a little sermon on their YouTube station and he used this phrase, borrowed breath. And it hit me really hard that we, we're truly not aware that we've been gifted. Like if you, again, if we pause today, if we pause in this moment and say, every breath that I have is a borrowed breath from God. He breathed life into me. He gave me a portion of his spirit to live for 50, 60, 120 years. And every day that I breathe and use his breath, am I using it to glorify him or am I wasting it? And not that it's wasted necessarily. Like there's, there's literally good in everything. I just pointed out every single thing in your room and said, it's good. So every breath that you've taken It's good that you breathe while you do the dishes and it's good that you breathe while you listen to this podcast, but also how are you supposed to speak for him? How can your voice be used to bring life to the people around you? Are you speaking blessing or cursing? Are you speaking in a way that builds people up and encourages them or tears them down with sarcasm? Because our words have power and why do they have power? Because the breath, the very breath you breathe is a portion of the Lord's spirit moving in your body. There is no goodness apart from him. There is no breath apart from him because he is the giver of life and he is the source of life. So the fact that you are living and breathing, whether you recognize him as your Lord and Savior or not, didn't matter. He still gifted you life for you to borrow and do what you chose to do with it while you were on this earth. It's up to you. He gives you free will to do whatever you want with the gift that he gave you. It was a gift freely given for you to live and breathe and move on this earth. And then there's those of us like myself that feel compelled in a, in a way that I can't even put to words that because he gave me that life, it belongs to him. And the only way to live right in my eyes, not that I put this on everyone else, but I would, I would pray that you could feel what I feel at some point in time is the inability to live without him, the desire for him to be in every moment, for him to be present in every breath, for him to be moving in everything that you do, for him to even help you pick out what you wear every day, like to the, to the minuscule little tiny details that he actually cares about literally every single thing because all of it came from him anyway. Everything that you own, where's the verse? Hold on. John three twenty seven. When John the Baptist is approached by his disciples and he says, they're like, Hey, there's this guy, his name's Jesus. And he's kind of stealing your ministry and you're no longer the big dog because he's taken over and all the people are following him instead of you. And John replies, a person cannot receive even one thing 
unless it is given from heaven. Literally everything. Again, the decorations on your walls right now, or your vehicle that you're driving in, or your job if you're sitting at work and you're listening to me. Literally every single thing that you have was not given to you by your mom or your friend or your boss or whatever. It was given to you by God. It is God who is your provider. It is the Lord who gives generously and who's good. And there's the verses of asking for bread and the Lord wouldn't give you a stone or a serpent. It's not just that you ask people around you for things or you ask your boss for a raise. It's you asking the Lord for those things. And it's the Lord who says yes to you and then moves through other people. Because just like I said a second ago, just as your breath is borrowed from him and your source of life is borrowed from him, so is everyone around you. And so whether it's the artisan or the carpenter that built your home or it's the mechanic that fixed your car or it's your mom who brought you into this earth, everything was on a deeper level from the Lord and not from those people. It was through them. But that's why I pray often, and I'd invite you to pray it, that the Holy Spirit would be in me, with me, and upon me in everything that I do. That it would be His will, His way, His timing for everything. Because I know that He is the source of the one who gives. He is the one who provides. He is the one who moves the mountains when I ask Him to move them. So we have faith and we believe that we can move mountains because we know that we're married to the, the creator, to Jesus, and that he has partnered with us in this life to walk through life with him. And that when we ask for his will to be done on the earth, we're bringing heaven down to earth, just like the Lord's prayer, that his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And in heaven, he just thinks something and it happens, you know, not that... He doesn't think something down here and it doesn't happen, but he partners with us. We were given the free will and the choice to walk into his will or not. And so because of that, there is a pause. There's a respect and a love for us where he says, I love you enough that there is no control. There is no bribery. There is no manipulation. I invite you into things and you say yes of your own free will or no. And so if we don't say yes to him and we don't hand back our borrowed breath and we don't say you, I want your best, you do it, then we may settle for less. We are all given a choice to walk into the fullness of our, of our destiny and the plan and purpose that he ordained for us before we were born and that he sang over us in the womb or to say no to some of those things and live half or you know, 1% of the life that he had dreamed for us. And God does have big, beautiful, grandiose dreams for you. And I invite you to say yes to them. I invite you to walk into the fullness of what you were created to do. And it may not look like what culture thinks it should, or it may not look like something traditional, but he will bless it. If he created you to do something and you've known that, walk into it. Even if you only give him, I don't know, 5% of your day right now to start doing that, make those little baby steps because he will bless it and he will breathe on it. 
And I'm probably preaching to the choir right now. I'm preaching to myself. Okay, we're going to go to James 1, and then I will end it because I promised you Minifanese and not to talk forever. But the first five minutes were updates, so I have a little more time. I'm cheating. Okay, um, so James 1, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. I invite you to read all of James 1 when we're done with this um, because I feel like everything surrounding it is really important and I'm just going to skim and read a few things, but I hope you'll meditate on it this week. To count it all joy when you meet trial, to know that your faith is being tested and it produces steadfastness, to know that when you have steadfastness in full effect, that you will be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Perfection isn't about making the right steps or making the right moves. It's about steadfastness and faith. Think about that for a second. It's not like you have to do the right thing. It's not like you have to know the perfect move to make. And if you do it wrong, you'll fail. It's that if you step out and you make a move in faith, the Lord will bless it. And if there's a test and a trial that comes out of that move, then it's going to perfect you even more as you turn into gold anyway. So lean into the journey, knowing that the Lord will bring gold out of every situation because all good things come from him. And so he turns all things for good for those who love him. And if you lack wisdom and you don't know what to do, then ask. That's like verse five. I'm just going down James one. (laughs) Don't be tossed by the wind. Don't be double-minded and unstable going back and forth and wishy-washy going, do I do it? Do I not do it? What do I do? Trust him. Trust him with everything that you have because he's good. And he's promised that he'll fulfill his promises, that he will move forward with you, that he will bring life instead of death. Sin is the thing that brings death. So lean into him and trust him for life. Everything good comes from him. Lean into the words of truth. And be not hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Lean in to holiness and righteousness. He says that if anyone thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, then this person's religion is worthless. Worthless. That's an intense word. And so we want to be pure and undefiled before God the Father. And the way to do that is to visit the orphans and the widows in, the, in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Give to those who need it. Have eyes to see those who are helpless and need protection. Move on their behalf. If you have something to give or you have strength to give, then give it. Give generously and trust the Lord to provide for you and for the person around you. And keep yourself unstained from the world. When I read that, I think there's so much condemnation and so much guilt related to religion and the way that things have been taught to stay away from sin. When you're truly seeking the Lord and you're walking in a place where you have chosen to love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and you've released enough and you continue to release and release and release temptations and distractions and the things that are um, of this world, then you continue to set yourself apart 
from the world. We are in it, but not of it. And so if we're walking through this life on our borrowed breath and dedicating everything we have to him and asking him to be invited into everything we do, invited into your golf game, invited into the movie you're going to watch tonight, invited into your relationships, invited into having dinner with you, invited to work with you. If you are inviting him into everything, then he is going to lead you and guide you. He is going to be the voice that whispers, this is the way, walk in it. He is faithful and he is trustworthy to lead you and guide you in everything that you do. So may you have ears to hear him. And may you not hold back. And may you give him literally everything. Because everything came from him anyway. And everything we have is just borrowed for this short amount of time that we're on the earth. It's not ours to keep or hoard. It's his anyway. I just feel the Lord on that. And so I'm just going to pray. And we'll end that way. Lord, I invite you into every home, into every heart right now that's listening. And I ask you, Lord, that you would remove everything that stands in the way of us wholeheartedly loving you and being all in. That you would remove everything that stands in the way of us saying a wholehearted yes to your dream for our life. Because we know that everything that you give is good and that you do more than we could ever hope, dream, or imagine. And so in every way that we're settling, in every way that we've partnered with um, a belief system that is less than your best, I ask that you would remove all of those things and that you would bring us freedom, that you would restore hope, that you would restore love and appreciation for others and for ourselves and for you, for this good life that you've given us. Lord, would you open our eyes to see you move and see your breath in our life? Would you open our ears to hear your voice? Jesus, we invite you into everything that we do. Our work life, our home life, our thoughts, the desires of our heart. And we ask you to help us in every way that holds us back, that you would help us take every thought captive and hand it to you, that you would Remind us all day long, Holy Spirit, to pray and invite you into things and ask for your guidance and which way to walk in, that we would have ears attuned to listen to your direction. Breathe on us, God. Fill us with your spirit. Open our eyes to see the orphan or the widow or whoever that is in our life, the person who is struggling and is of need that we can bless. May we be your hands and feet. Lord Jesus, would you bless the work of our hands? May we be people focused on building your kingdom and bringing heaven down to earth. Your will, your way, your timing, Father. May we stand in unity with those that you have called by your name to come into your family. And may we not hesitate 
to invite others into that family. Holy Spirit, come. Fear, go. Shame, go. Guilt, go. Fill us with your Spirit, God. In every crack and in every broken place, fill us with gold. In Jesus' name, I ask all of this. By the power of your blood, God. Amen. Until next time, Minifiners, from the bottom of my soul, thank you for listening, for spending some time with me today.